0: You're listening to the Side Gig Central Podcast, episode number 36, at home edition. Let's talk about time management, the one thing that just makes everything possible trying to fit in the side gig, the full time job, the family responsibilities, you name it, everything is tied to time management. But I really love this quote by John Maxwell where he says, time management is an oxymoron. Time is beyond our control, but priority management is the answer to maximizing the time that we have. And I think he's really onto something because when I think about time management, yeah, it comes down to priorities and how you're breaking down those small, actionable tasks that you can get done to move the needle forward on your side gig business. So today, I am so excited for you to meet my friend Prasha Dutra. And this woman has time management figured out and down to a science. Prasha is an engineer, a podcaster, and a career coach, and she is on a mission to help women in STEM believe in their brilliance and unlock their true potential. So today, Prasha is gonna walk us through how to find an extra hour in your day to work on your business. Ugh, so, so valuable. And we're also gonna go through the three ways to write powerful emails, because I don't know about you, but I spend an insane amount of time in my inbox Prasha is going to walk us through how to get this done more efficiently so we can save time you're listening to the side gig central podcast where we truly believe that your side gig has the power to change your life my name is elena cicatelli and i'm a small business owner and side gig hustler just like you i'm so excited to help you redefine what success looks like in today's gig economy listen in on honest conversations that i have with the experts and from hard-working side gig entrepreneurs just like you who are killing it with their side hustle learn the best strategies tips and tricks that have helped others pave their own way and craft their dream side gig. So if you're ready to get started, up your game, and do the work, you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Prasha, thank you so much for joining me this morning. How are you? I am so great thank you for having me this is exciting yes I am such a huge fan of your work everything that you do with your podcast and as you can see you are you are at work right now so uh, hopefully (laughs) hopefully I'm not getting you in trouble right now so
1: yeah no I'm taking my lunch early so (laughs) (laughs)
0: perfect okay yes Ooh, so that's a good uh kind of Topic for us to swing right into time management. But before we we head into time management, I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So what you're doing, which segues us beautifully into finding an extra hour in our day to work on our business, our side gig, our business mm-hmm. that will potentially scale up to full time or we keep it as a side gig. So what are your magical tips <laughs> for finding an extra hour in your day?
1: Yeah, they're they're very simple if you think about it. Uh, First of all, I want people to start thinking about what will they do with an extra hour. So for longest time, I tried to wake up early in the morning, and I would and I wouldn't know what to do with it. And so (laughs) I would give up because the why wasn't strong enough, right? I mean, you never miss like let's say you don't wake up on weird hours to go to work, right? Like you wake, you usually have a routine and you follow it because it's important. And so um, first of all, you have to ask yourself, what do you really want to do with that extra hour before you go looking for it? And uh, to be honest, if you live uh, you know, in uh, in Americas or even in Europe, you do have extra hour every time they push the clock back so um, it's not like it's uh, you know anything secret but it's just we just don't know what to do with it so I think uh, spending time on that clarity of what will I do with that time and that is you know as you must know too it's it's a it's a lot of work so you have to start asking yourself that question that okay sounds all great and wonderful but what will I really do and so that's number one to really ask yourself what do you would you do with that extra hour but on top of it, I also think that it's not about managing time, you know, because we all have twenty-four hours, and Beyonce, and Mark Zuckerberg, and Warren Buffett, and Trump, and like, all every all the presidents, all prime ministers, you know, everyone has twenty-four hours. So I don't think it's about managing time. I think the secret is in managing energy, and this is something a lot of coaches talk about in different formats, and and it's about like, okay, when I do something, how does it make me feel? Does it make make me feel? Energized or does it make me feel de energy de-energized? And so what you need to do is first of all understand that, like what does that energy cycle look for you? Um, and then you need to understand how you're going to shape your day to do these tasks because you can't just completely eliminate the energizing tasks. Like those need to they need to get done. You need to do the dishes, you need to do laundry, you know, you need to do all that stuff. You need to do the back end of your business and all those things. But um, but what what you need to do is create these pockets of energy tasks throughout the day where you're going to be like, oh, wait, you know, I love doing the podcast. So but as soon as I get home, you know, I'm already de-energized. I'm going to eat and then I'm going to do the podcast I feel rejuvenated and do, do a little bit more work. And so um, that's kind of where I think like real magic happens when you start like feeling this flow of energy. So that's the number two thing. The number three is... Don't waste your time on things you don't care about. <laughs> so yes, we so all key. say yes. I know we all say yes to those dinners that we don't want to go to. Uh, we say yes to all those, um, you know, all those movies that we don't want to watch, and we oblige. We oblige so many people and family and friends. Um, I really have zero social life, <laughs> and so, but I choose that because. I don't enjoy it anymore, so um, I kind of say no to it and you know kind of find that time to work on all the things that matter to me.
0: Yes, oh, Prasha, that was so that was mm-hmm. such a great comprehensive breakdown because every single point that you had just said, I was like checking the box and like, yep, that is hundred percent true And I think um, when you're talking about energy and how a specific task makes you feel, there is so much weight. In that because when I look at my schedule for today I've blocked off an hour for our episode but then I have to go back to what I'm doing for my full-time job but I know that my brain work that I'm gonna have to do I have to write a proposal for my full-time job I purposely scheduled in time to do that after our interview because I knew I'd be on fire I knew I'd be re-energized mm-hmm. by our conversation and I'm like I'm gonna be more like productive and more in that flow in that workflow, mm-hmm. to like push me through to the other side. So I completely resonate with what you're saying there.
1: Yeah. So yeah, a lot of times people like back up like a lot of like the energizing tasks and think that it's going to be productive. Um, like doing a lot of things like I did this too. I would schedule all, all my podcast editing for Sunday and I hate editing. Me too. And then nothing will get done. And I'll be like, oh no, how come I didn't make any progress? And so now what I do is I would have like You know, my workout, then I eat, then I watch some movies, then I start working and then I watch more more movies and kind of just have these Netflix moments or whatever during the day, which really energize you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so good. I I love that tip so much. Now that kind of, um, I want to start talking about some of the tips that you have about writing emails and you came up with a brilliant segue. So I'm going to let you segue into this topic because I thought it was so good. So writing emails Mm -hmm. and getting your point across, segue us into that topic, Prasha.
1: Yeah. So a lot of clients that I work with one-on-one come to me and say, I I want to do all these things and I don't have the time. Like I have a, you know, a nine month old baby and I have like, you know, all these different things that I want to do. And women are in general, like very, very creative and they have so much bandwidth to do all these things and think about all these things um, that it's difficult for them to manage their, just their thoughts. Right. And so, when I first started asking my clients, it's like, okay, what do you spend time on? Like for a whole week, I, I just want to know when I started asking my clients, I said, where do you spend time on? Like, let's note it down. Let's find out what's going on. And I realized that um, a lot of my clients were writing lots of emails. And then they were saying that, Oh, I got this long email and nobody gets back to me. And then I have to set up a meeting and then half the people don't show up. And then I'm so frustrated. This guy said this to my email, this guy said that to my email and it was just a mess. So I said, can I see a screenshot of this email that you're talking about? And you won't believe like this was a giant email, like with like six paragraphs explaining themselves, explaining everything in the world under the sun. And I was like, you are coming across super needy, non-authoritative, and then you're wasting your time. Because, because she was like, yeah, I wrote it like three times and read it again. And I'm like, of course you're wasting your time, right? And I do that too. So I can't say that, you know, I don't do that. I've done that in my early career, writing emails then deleting it, then writing it and then deleting it, then writing again and deleting it or sending, saving it in draft and coming back next day or just rereading them constantly as to what people would think about me.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's so real. It's so real.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we all do that. Like, uh, And then when people reply, then we interpret the tone just like we want to. And, you know, we, we never give anyone the benefit of doubt. We're always like, okay, this is my enemy. This is my friend, you know, based on our communications with them. And so uh, it creates a lot of str- friction at work because, you know, if you have, because you're going to have con- conflicts and you're going to have issues. But if you have already tagged someone as your enemy, and just because they apply to your email with one word, um, because that, that's how they, they communicate, um, you create more and more issues. And then... In the end, it not only just takes up your time, but it takes up a lot of energy. So another thing um, that people do is that they they think that, let me just look at the email. I'm not going to reply. But then it takes your mental space. Like you're thinking about it constantly. So one of the things that people shouldn't do is send emails on Friday afternoon. Never do that. It doesn't help anyone. Because once you send it, you think you have checked the box. But now your mind is like, what will they say? What will they say? What will they say? And there goes your weekend.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, I'm just thinking about all of the situations I inadvertently put myself in. And that is, that is a hundred percent on point. Oh, keep going, preach. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things that I can, like I started doing a couple of years ago with my email writing was that becoming, first of all, to the point, like you have to be authoritative and establish authority in your email. Um, doesn't matter who you're writing to uh, because you want people to respect you and you want people to know what that you have their best interest in mind. And for that, you just don't have to be all this needy and exp- over-explanatory, right? So one of the things to do is to make it to the point and just ask what you want. Like, stop beating around the bush. Just say, I want one, two, and three, um, and that's it. And thank you. Or let me know if you have any questions. So... Let me know if you have any questions is a good line because if they have any questions, they will let you know. But you're also not saying, "Oh, this is it, and I need this." but kind of opening that two- way conversation. But don't explain if they haven't asked yet. So if you can just make it concise and be like so one of the one of the exercises I give my clients is that next email you have to write it in six six words. yes, oh, and I love three bullet this. points yeah <laughs> like you, you can if you write it in six six words and Six to eight words and like three bullet points. You've ran, written a great email.
0: That's modern art, though. I mean, to get mm-hmm. and it's email, very difficult. It's very difficult, especially when you yeah. have multiple stakeholders on that email. Six words. Mm-hmm. That is modern art. I am sorry. That is yeah. very, <laughs> It's very but, very tough it, when you do it. But I mean, that's the
1: thing. Like yeah. it. It forces you to think out of the box and think about what's important like it's like twitter right like twitter is that's why it's so great because twitter does not let you talk more than 140 characters and now you have to choose your words wisely so words are the same way like your emails whoever's receiving them would like you to respect their time and if you do that you're literally you're, you're actually respecting them a lot saying you know i don't want to take too much of your time these are three things i need Can I get them? Of course, sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you need to have a longer email and that's fine. But, you know, for your day to day transactions, you might be able to, um, um, you know, squeeze it. But I do the six to eight words because I am forcing these these women to like really just challenge themselves that it's possible for you. Um, And then my client, when she did that, um, she ended up getting um, calls from people saying, oh, my God thank you so much. This was so great. Like, we love how you're writing your emails. Like they start, start seeing the difference um, because you're authoritative. The whole point is not so much saving words, but but letting people understand that you know what you're talking about. But when you start rambling and explaining yourself, then people think that, you know, you have all the time in the world and, and you are not confident, you know? <sighs> yes. So uh, that's one thing. The other thing you have to do is, like, stop saying sorry. (laughs) So we all say sorry a lot in our emails all the time. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for the delay. How many times you've said that? I'm so sorry for the delay. (laughs) Yeah,
0: too many. Too many times. You're right. You're
1: right. Too many times, yeah. So instead of that, like, just being like, you know, I'm just getting back to you on this, blah, blah, blah. You know, if they're mad at you, they'll let you know. Like, there is no need to be sorry. Because, again, the minute you say sorry in the first line, you lose authority. Like this person knows already, they have power over you. They understand that you're sorry. Um, sometimes, of course, you you have to say sorry if you made a mistake, but you need to protect your sorries like it's, you know, like it's diamonds. Like you can't just keep giving away them. Because right. You have none left and nobody will respect your sorry, you know, going forward.
0: <laughs> that's so, oh, <laughs> so that's, that's so right. Yeah, that is so mm-hmm. right. And I, I love what you said about, being able to get your point across quickly, concisely. And I would also argue this is a great tactic for a sales email as well, Mm -hmm. right? Pitching to a prospect, they don't have a lot of time, you still wanna assert your authority. And I think not only is that a great takeaway for someone working in their their nine to five or a full-time job, but just working on your side gig, pitching to prospects, Mm -hmm. Building yes. that book of business, right? So, would would you agree with that? Yeah, oh, for sure. Every email, like even if you're
1: writing for your podcast guests, you're like writing, you're you're emailing back and forth to a million people all day long. So there are tons and tons of places where you send emails out. So it's always always great to be to the point. You know why you're writing the email. Sometimes you just write it because you think you owe someone a response but it might just be like no the conversation is ended there's nothing to it so again just being a little bit more authoritative and just understanding why am I even doing this is going to help a lot and save you tons and tons of time over time yeah and not just that but build your authority to that okay this person is no bs like they're on to the point um and you know they just they are here to serve you and get things done Uh, and then again one of the things I already explained but the third one was like of course don't explain yourself so a lot of times when you ask something your next paragraph is I need this because
0: Mm, yes exactly it's the explainer paragraph (laughs) yeah there's no reason for
1: it because sometimes people don't care like people don't have time so if you need the document you just say hey can you send me this
0: Exactly. And I and think then, also, too, people are like shutting down when they see that block of text. They're like, oh, mind melt. And they're not mm-hmm. fully comprehending what you're saying. So, no,
1: no. And it doesn't make any sense because sometimes they don't need to know. There is no need for them to know yep. if they need to know. They will ask you and you can explain in the next email and it's OK. You know, uh, nobody's going to say like, oh, how dare you didn't explain yourself? <laughs> <Of laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. This, this doesn't mean that you don't give them context you know of course if there's an ongoing conversation they probably already know what this is about subject lines are great for context like you can say you know this project update that's it they know what project you're talking about and that's it or um, you can say like urgently like document needed for customer or something you know then you're to the point in subject you can give that big context of what's going on and then use your save your real estate in the email Uh, and of course don't explain why all the time
0: I love these tips so much this is so so key I think as we are putting more things on our plate now that we have so many more responsibilities I I know for for myself I'm working triple overtime since quarantine Mm happens to be transparent and time is like this valuable, precious commodity that we're all trying to just like get our hands around. So tips on time management is so gold right now. And Pasha, I know you have yeah. a freebie that tells yes. all about time management. So uh, tell the listeners what that is all about.
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, I called it, call it the energy tool so it's more like just again what we talked about with energizing and de-energizing tasks Uh, and the first exercise is more so just following following your week and writing these tasks down through the week and then uh, coming back and rearranging these blocks um, to to schedule your your time and energy better across the week and kind of being more aware but also putting it on paper so it's just a couple of pages and it's really to the point and you can use it for your side hustle for your day job um for your chores everything
0: <laughs> yeah this is so great so i'm gonna actually put the link to uh prosh's Prash, guide in the show notes so you guys can definitely go and take a look at it Last question for you, Prasha, because I know this is like a, we're right to the point on this episode. Yes. We are practicing what we Perfect. preach. So I want to talk about. I love, about... You. Like, I, love it. <laughs> I love you too. Well, let's talk about. Um... <laughs> I, <know>, I love <laughs> let's talk about when it comes to making time to work on my business never would I
1: ever never would I ever waste an ounce of my energy or time uh, on comparing myself with others
0: so good yes it's so good and I think it's such a great reminder of us uh you know getting out there working on our side business working in our nine to five so guys definitely go connect with Prasha, I'm going to have all of her information in the show notes. Um, but yeah, Prasha, shout out where people can find you online. Obviously, Instagram and any other places you'd like to connect with folks. Yes,
1: yeah, so Instagram is perfect. I'm available there. Um, you can send me an email uh, at herstemstory@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And then also check out the show, which is my podcast, Her Stem Story. It's for women in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics but also for women who work in male dominated professions uh, and that's available on all podcasting platforms as well.
0: Perfect. Yes, definitely go check out Prasha's podcast. You guys are going to get so much value from it. Um, Prasha, thank you so much for your time. This was an amazing episode all about time management and I am looking forward to getting this into the earbuds of, of all the listeners so they can benefit from your wisdom. So thank you so much for today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me and you're doing a fantastic job. Thanks so much for listening to the Side SideGig Central podcast. You can dive into the show notes for this episode and for all past episodes at sidegeekcentral.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon. And by the way, keep up that side hustle because... Mm, It looks good on you.